is the Under Center Podcast. And you are very welcome to the latest edition of the Under Center Podcast. I am Daramar, your host. I am joined uh, quite uh, nicely, actually, by our two newest recruits because we have a new season. Let's start with the two newest recruits on today's show, Rian Malloy, Adam Wilson. Uh, first of all, Rian, how are you, sir? I have never been better in my entire life because football is back, baby. I have not looked forward to a season as much as I have this one, so I just can't wait for it to get going. Yeah, Adam, it's been a long six months that we've been lucky in the sense that we've had our own local season to look forward to and at least get us through part of it. But nothing beats that excitement of a, a Thursday evening just before game week starts. Yeah, just finally getting over pre-season, so now we're on to the real football now. Exactly, exactly. And what a, what a game to start with. You know, the Buffalo Bills travelling to SoFi to take on the Super Bowl champions, LA Rams. We are going to look at that game more in-depth a, li- a little later on. We have a packed show for you this evening. If you saw our social channels, you would have seen that we have a very special announcement for you as part of this show this evening. That is going to be in our second part. We have an exclusive interview coming up for that. In the third part, we have a, a pre-recorded interview I had with Aaron Schatz from uh, football outsiders so it's not an interview you want to miss but before we get into that we are going to have a look at our picks for this coming season you've seen we've previewed the divisions we're going to give our players of the year rookies of the year our super bowl and matchup what we think is going to happen uh and we'll see and we'll see we'll, we'll probably come back to this maybe in a couple of months and see how far off we were for this indeed but let's um what what do you think, guys? Will we start with the Super Bowl? Or do you want to start with the rookies? Let's let's work our way up to the Super Bowl. Let's start with the rookies of the year, move on to players of the year, and then end with the Super Bowl. I think that would be a good okay. way of doing it. Okay, Reem. Well, then let's start with the rookies. So I want to know who is going to be your offensive rookie of the year. I've gone with a little bit of an outsider on this one. You know the uh, the bookies' favor at the mo- moment for some bizarre reason is Bryce Hall I don't think it's going to be him I think we are going to get Damian Pierce as our uh, offensive rookie of the year simply because he's playing in a dreadful offense in that uh, Texans team and I think he's going to be the only bright spark that they have over the course of the whole year you're saying that as if Bryce Hall is playing in a great offense in New York (laughs) no but he's been he's been um He's been demoted to the backup. I think Michael Carter is getting the start for week one. So that's not a good sign uh, from the very beginning. Adam, uh, I want to know who's going to be your rookie now of uh, of 2022. I've gone for Drake London. Um, I just think Kyle Pitts is going to be that sort of offensive weapon. But he's going to complement them nicely and take away some of those targets when Pitts is getting double teamed. Okay. Yeah, I had my own thoughts on this now in the last week, and I think I'm just going to expand on it a little bit further. I'm very worried about the quality of Drake London. I think the fact that he did not put a 40 time on tape over the course of the whole draft process, that just worries me a whole lot. You know, this is a speed league, the NFL, speed kills, but um, this guy refused to put a 40 time down on tape. So I'm questioning whether he has the real, you know, breakout ability and um, 
kind of you know the release that elite wide receivers in the NFL have. I don't know what you think about that. Uh, I think he just wants to keep that all hidden. He's gonna have it week one. He's gonna break out and show everyone what the speed really is, and I think he'll be able to step up to it. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Look, we know he has. We know he has the hands uh, from his basketball career. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. Week one. I was going to actually go to Detroit for my rookie of the year initially, and that was going to be James James and Williams. But because he's going to be missing a couple of games, I've had to change it. And I'm kind of going a little left field uh, as well on this one. And I'm going to go for Sky Moore in Kansas City. Uh, I think he's had a really good. Uh, preseason. Uh, all the reports from camp is he is settling very nicely in that Kansas City offense. He's a speedster like Tyreek Hill, and we could see what Tyreek Hill could do in the league. Um, I think maybe with Sky Moore, once he gets his feet on the ground properly playing some regular season action, I think he could just, um, well, look, the sky's the limit for him, <laughs> you know. So he could, he could win offensive rookie of the year. So that's gonna be my choice. Yeah, I love it, Dara. I love the, the little pun action there. My only issue with Sky Moore would be that, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes has already come out and apologized to fantasy owners around the world saying it's going to be a different receiver every week. And that's my worry is that this offense is so good that a lot of receivers are going to get some some really good tape on. And I don't know if Sky Moore is going to really elevate himself as part of that offense. That's fair, and that's a, that's a good point. Um, I guess he's sorry for the wide receiver owners. He's not sorry for if people own him because I own right. him in a dynasty league, and I hope he's not apologising for his own game for sure <laughs> for this year. Um, we'll move on. Um, and we're gonna move on to the defensive rookie of the year. And Adam, I'm gonna go to you first on this one. Who's going to be your defensive rookie of 2022? I think I've gone. He seems to be quite high on some people's boards, um, but I think he's one of the only bright spots of the Jets here, and I'm going to have to go with Sauce Gardner. I can see him just picking apart some of these quarterbacks because there's not some of these he's going to have to. You know, he can quite easily pick him off of his short passes. I can't see Mac having such a big sort of threat this year, not knowing who he's going to throw to this week, and he's got two games against both of those quarterbacks. I think that's going to help him. Yeah. The only reservation I have about, about Sauce in the cornerback position winning rookie of the year is that we saw in college with him that no one threw at him because they didn't want him picking it off. It could be the same in in the NFL. And the way these things are judged is if you don't have tape on you intercepting the ball or you going going back for pick sixes, then they're not going to um, put you in the running for any awards. But Reen, what do you think? Yeah, I think the issue with the uh, the cornerback position is it's just not got enough like flashy stats to go along with it. So if you get a lot of interceptions, fair enough, you can beat Trayvon Diggs. But he didn't win the uh, Defensive Player of the Year last year. It was a D-lineman surprise, surprise in TJ Watt. So I am going to go with Aiden Hutchinson as my Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, he looks like he's a machine. He probably should have been the number one overall pick, but I'm happy that he ended up in Detroit. You know, hometown kid, spent his whole life there. Um, I think he's going to do big things for the Lions this year. Excellent, excellent. That's a that's a good pick. It's definitely up there between him and Trayvon Walker at the moment. And uh, we obviously ran a poll on on our Twitter at Undercenter Pod. 
and Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson was a runaway leader for people who think he'd be defensive rookie of the year. But uh, Adam, what do you think, Aiden Hutchinson? Yeah, I think it's pretty a pretty good pick there for the the Lions. Um, Hutchinson definitely in his little preseason action seemed to impress, but I definitely think he is definitely going to be one of the top three defensive rookies for me anyway. Okay, perfect. Uh, for my pick for defensive rookie of the year, I'm taking a sprinkle out of both of your choices. I'm going defensive lineman, and I'm staying with the New York Jets. So I'm going to go with Jermaine Johnson to be my defensive rookie of the year, mostly because I love the story. You know, on la- part of Last Chance U, was in the community college in Independence, then he goes to to uh, University of Georgia, transfers in his final year to Florida State, comes over here. I think it'd just be great to see a, a former like Netflix star to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. It is certainly a Cinderella story, and I'd be absolutely delighted to see it happen. Yeah, the NFL loves to, uh, Cinderella stories. If they can tie that stuff together... They would love that, and I think that's uh, what could happen. Um, which what we probably should have done is we probably should have checked odds on this. But hey, look, we'll we'll come back to it another day. Let's move on from the rookies. Let's move to the vets, uh, and we're going to actually start with the defensive player of the year on this one. And I'm going to go a little uh, out of left field again on this, and I'm going to stay on that defensive line, and I'm going to go with Max Crosby to be the defensive player of the year this year from the Raiders. Uh, I think with Chandler Jones there this year as well, he's going to command a lot of attention. And I think Max's numbers last year was already great. And I think he could improve on them this year. And um, I think that Max Crosby could be a surprise defensive player of the year. Yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting one. Uh, it, he's got a lot of traction, particularly from our poll that we put up. I saw a couple of guys mention Max's name um, in that uh, tweet and obviously you know he's coming out of a very very strong defense there down in uh las vegas so yeah i mean it's it's a good shout for uh defensive player of the year rain tell me who's your defensive player of the year now for 2022 i know it's a little bit boring and everybody likes the uh out of left field kind of picks but i'm going with back-to-back tj watt he's gonna do it again this guy's only gonna get better he's uh he's still a young guy He's putting up insane numbers every year, and I can only see him doing it again this year. Adam, what do you think? Uh, TJ Watt to be the repeat. Um, who do you have for yours? I'm sticking with a D lineman, uh, but I'm going to go with Aaron Donald. The man's just an absolute freak of nature. He's just a one-man wrecking crew. Um, and I think this could be one year that he could break that sack record. Yeah. I think that... and and. Like that with with Donald, he, he because he is uh, playing on the interior most of the time as well. He doesn't get those sack numbers that his play probably deserves. Um, so those edge rushers do get those like that with the with the sack record with TJ Watt last year, and you know with like like Max, it's the edge rushers that get all the all the plaudits. But but really, what do you think of Aaron Donald? Um, for a, I was going to say rookie defensive player of the year. Yeah, now look, uh, the the numbers that this guy puts up coming off the interior of the defensive line is just insane, out of this world. So obviously every single year that Aaron Donald lines out on that field, he has a chance to win that defensive player of the year. My only thing is he got 
paid this year. And we see a trend amongst a lot of players that the year that they get paid, they don't quite live up to expectations. So that would be my only worry about Aaron Donald. But the guy is such a professional that I think he's going to uh, probably pull through that. He'll definitely be in the running for that award. He was paid already, though. He just got another payday. So... That's true. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, he got paid there a couple of years ago, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, look, we'll see. I'm just putting a spanner in your argument there just to just to make you true, true. just to make you doubt yourself. That's all. Just a little bit. Right. Let's move on to the second in the race for MVP, because that's what normally the offensive player of the year is or the award for uh, non quarterbacks. You could say that played great on offense um, as they're known. Um, I'm going to go first on this one. And I'm actually going to go with Justin Jefferson this year from the Vikings to be my offensive player of the year. Uh, I know you're shaking your head there at that, Rain. I'll let you come into it in a second. I I think he is a quality player. Uh, he obviously is a quality player. Kevin O'Connell in, in there now as well with the stuff he was able to do with Stafford and Cup. I'm I'm hoping in the basis he's able to do that with Cousins and Jefferson now this year um, with some of the plays that they can call up and Jefferson can be the uh, offensive player of the year. I'm not going to make Kirk Cousins my MVP like some people are. Kyle Brandt, I'm looking at you calling Kirk Cousins for MVP. Um, I'm not going to do that. But uh, Adam... I'll start with you first on this one. Uh, what do you think? Justin Jefferson as Offensive Player of the Year. I think it's definitely a good shout. Uh, but I do agree that, you know, with Kevin O'Connell coming over from that Rams offense, what's he going to bring to that game and how is he going to utilize Jefferson? But I've gone for Joe Mixon. Um, I think, listening to his own interview the other day, he said himself he left four or 500 yards out in that field last season alongside another five or so touchdowns. And I think he's going to crawl that back this year. And I think he's going to help the Bengals get themselves possibly to another AFC championship at least. I I don't know how to segue this one because, you know, I have something to say about Jefferson and I have something to say about Mixon. I suppose I'll go with Mixon first. And I think that's a very good shout because that Bengals offense is going to be scary good again this year. They have Jamar Chase still. They still have Joe Burrow. So they have that over-the-top threat. And when defenses give a lot of respect to that deep ball, they tend to ease up a little bit on the run. And I think Joe Mixon, like he said himself, did leave four or 500 yards out there. He's in for 1,500, maybe a 2K season this year. And if he does, he'll be well in with a shot to win that offensive player of the year. Now, going back to Jefferson, I I just can't see it. It's all hype. And the reason is the quarterback. Kirk Cousins does not have what it takes to get the ball to Justin Jefferson uh, consistently enough for him to be in with those like crazy numbers. Like, yeah, he's able to move the ball. Fair enough. But I I just feel like he's lacking in terms of his big play potential, those kind of uh, 70-yard bombs down the field, the kind of stuff that gets you really noticed in this sort of thing. Now... I'm going to shoot myself in the foot by giving my own uh, opinion because I think it's going to be Devontae Adams. He's going to get a lot of yards with Derek Carr thrown to him in garbage time. And he's going to get a lot of those touchdowns. I think Derek Carr has the arm that uh, that Cousins does not. So that's why I've gone with, uh, with Devontae Adams over okay. Justin Jefferson. 
interesting with with the Adams pick as well because Adams doesn't necessarily give off the the vibe that he is one of these speed guys that you can throw these 70 yard bombs to but he has got he has got a lot of pace on man obviously those short intermediate routes as well that he can just you know move his body one way and just beat defenders all the time gives him a big shout for that um you know whether he can replicate the type of numbers he put up when he had Rodgers thrown to him it remains to be seen I still think he's going to put on some great numbers this year um, but the thing is, in Green Bay, it was Rodgers and Adams, and it was no one else. In Vegas, it's Carr, Adams, Renfro, and Waller. So I think there's a bit of sharing around to, to go, a bit of sharing to go around there. Um, whether he put up the numbers, that's what I meant to say. That's why I don't think he'd be able to put up this sort of Green Bay numbers that he had. Right. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying there, and it's a very good point. But what, what I'm seeing is. You know, last year with Green Bay, he had that kind of season that could have put him in contention for Offensive Player of the Year if it wasn't for the crazy numbers put up by Cooper Cup. And I watched a lot of Green Bay games because my girlfriend is a Green Bay fan and he was doubled or tripled on every single play last season. No defense is going to be given the opportunity to do that to him this season with Waller and Renfro on that offense alongside him so it could be almost beneficial for him to have moved over to this team with a lot of <clears throat> excuse me a lot of weapons uh on there it might open up some space for him yeah great point great point uh adam what do you think about Devontae adams yeah i don't think i'm saying much more from what rain said like there's as he said you know he's not going to get that double or triple coverage next year this, this year sorry you know, he's going to get that one-on-one. He's going to have the chance to break down field. And he's, well, if Derek Carr, he gets enough hate on this, but I actually quite like Derek Carr. So I do think he'll have a good job throwing the ball to Devontae Adams. Yeah. One thing that should also be mentioned is, is that Vegas offensive line that still has some question marks on it. So whether Carr will get the time to throw to Devontae Adams remains to be seen too. We'll have to watch out for, for next year. But let's move on to... The big award for individual players, and that is MVP. Um, I'll go first on this one. And like that, Irene, you had your boring uh, answer for defensive player of the year. My one's kind is it maybe boring. Maybe it's, it's just what a lot of people are picking, and I tend to agree with them. And that's Josh Allen uh, to be my MVP for this year. Um, chap's getting better every year. He's got some serious weapons now, uh, even more so now, with not just Stefan Diggs. Uh, obviously, he has Dawson Knox, who's his go-to in the red zone. He has Gabe uh, Davis, who's now had another year under that system too. Um, there are still a few question marks on what it's going to be like with, I think, isn't it Leslie Frazier's the new OC there in Buffalo? Um because uh, Brian Dayball obviously is gone. So it'd be interesting to see there, but he was his quarterback's coach. So you would think it's going to be a seamless transition, but I still think Josh Allen um, quarterback, not Josh Allen defensive end is going to be my uh, MVP this year. Adam, uh, who's your MVP? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that. I've gone Josh Allen as much as it pains me to say it, but I'm going to have to watch him trash us twice more to this year. You know, whether it's his arms or his legs, he's just going to be team fan. 
Yeah, I'm going to have to go against the two years. Not because I don't think Josh Allen has it in him to win this award. He absolutely does. But I hate the amount of hype that the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen are getting this season. He's not God. He's not Superman. He is still a player. And I think a player that can put it up to him is Justin Herbert. His stats last year were unreal. He has some very good wide receivers out there. He has Austin Eckler in the backfield. I think he has the potential to go from good to great this season. And I think that might be able to win him a MVP if they can get deep into the playoffs. Interesting choice. Interesting choice. Uh, That is if they get deep into the playoffs as well, because that AFC West is stacked. Like we mentioned in our preview, any team can finish first, any team can finish fourth. Um, it doesn't matter. Like if a fourth place team in the AFC West could probably win most of the other divisions in the AFC. It's just how stacked that division is this year. Yeah, I do like the the choice of Justin Herbert. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just I just I can't see anyone beating Josh Allen. Um, Adam, what do you think of Justin Herbert as a potential MVP candidate? Yeah, I do think Herbert's a pretty good pick. You know, they're going to miss out on the playoffs last year. They're going to want to make up for that this year. And they're going to want to push all out again. You know, they've got some nice weapons on defense that will help with that. But I think Herbert just is, has a very, very good arm and has a very good quarterback. That if nothing's open downfield, as you say, you've got Eckler right there. He's brought across Gerald Everett as tight end now. And I think that will help as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's move on to our last choice then. And that's a Super Bowl pick. Um, so re Adam, actually, I'll let you go first on this one. I want to know who is going to the Super Bowl this year, and then tell me who's winning it. It's going to pay, pay me to say this again, but I think it's Buffalo Bills on the AFC side. Um, on the NFC, I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles here. Oh, okay. I don't see a lot of NFC teams threatening the AFC, no matter who gets there. But I do think it's going to be Buffalo and Philadelphia. You've just uh, made Jake and Fionn go absolutely (laughs) insane right now because you've made that choice on the NFC. Rian, tell me who is going to your Super Bowl? Yeah, just going back to that, it's very lucky they're not here. This would be a <laughs> shit show if they were on this podcast. Well, we've but, mentioned um, we mentioned Derek Carr, we mentioned Kirk Cousins, now we've mentioned the Eagles. It, all we need left is to say that you my, my pick that is the Cowboys the are going. <laughs> the Cowboys are going. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not going to be that crazy. Uh, not this season. Um, but for me, I think. The Bills are getting way too much attention in this one. It's not like they are infallible in that AFC. I'm going to tell you who's going to beat them. It's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. That old uh, rival that they've had for the past few years, I think they still have it in them. Even though they've lost guys like Tyreek Hill and Tyron Matthew, it doesn't matter. Those guys are set up to win. And I think it's going to come down to a shootout once again between the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think they're going to win out in the AFC. On the NFC side, I have a little bit more of a dark horse picked, and I think it's going to be the Green Bay Packers. And the reason for that is not really for the sake of Aaron Rodgers, but more so that their defense is now set up a lot stronger than it has been in any other year we've been in the Rodgers era. 
we've seen Rodgers in the past throwing to some fairly dismal wide receivers with the exception of Devante Adams. And I think this season they have like an under the radar sort of receiver core that could do some good things for Rodgers. I think what let them down last season was A, their defensive play and B, probably more so their um, their special teams. Uh, and I think they've shored up on both of those uh, aspects of the game. So I think they have a shot to be in that uh, Super Bowl. Now, who's going to win that matchup? It's going to be KC all day long. So I have Kansas City as my Super Bowl champions for 2022. Interesting, interesting. I'm all for more Bills-Kansas City AFC Championship games. If it's anything like last year, I'm always up for any more of those all the time. Um, the Packers are an interesting choice. The Packers are a lot of teams' favourites every year, and then they make it to the playoffs, and somehow they shit the bed. Um, whether it is special teams like it was last year, whether it's Rodgers not playing well, whether it's the defence letting them down, something always happens. Um, we'll have to see what happens this year. Um, my Super Bowl choice for the, for 2022 is... Uh, my AFC choice is going to be the Buffalo Bills. I believe in the Buffalo Bills type. Um I think the one thing that stopped them from making the Super Bowl last year was their pass rush was atrocious. They brought in Von Miller to fix that this year, and I think that's what's going to get them to the to the Super Bowl. And facing them is I'm going a little bit out, not left field, but it's a team. And I hate to say, much like you, Adam, hate to talk about the Buffalo Bills going to the Super Bowl. I'm going to hate saying this team is going to the Super Bowl. And that's the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I think I know. Oh, shaking your head. I love that. <laughs> I think that their roster is set up to win. Uh, I think that uh, Trey Lance actually can take them to the Super Bowl, but I don't think he'll be as involved as people are going to be thinking. I think they're going to rely on that run game. Injuries have cost them the last few years, and I think that as long as they can stay relatively healthy, obviously, you're not going to have no injuries in, a, in an NFL season, but as long as the key guys stay healthy. I think that they have a chance to make the Super Bowl. They were only one game, one play away from making the Super Bowl last year, and I think they can take that step forward this year. Couldn't disagree anymore. <laughs> I am not drinking that Trey Lance Kool-Aid. It is just just not for me. The fact that they kept Jimmy G around just spells disaster for that team. I don't think they'll be in with a shot of winning the Super Bowl. Um, and I think that's because, you know, when it gets down to the nitty gritty of it, you cannot rely on your run game all that much. When you get in the weeds, you need your quarterback to win you games. And let's face it, Trey Lance is pretty much a rookie going into this season. You get into a playoff game where he gets behind. I don't know if he has it in him to, to pull it back. I'm sure he's going to be a good quarterback in this league for a long time. But I don't think he's at that point at this moment in time. But, Reem, what I will tell you is offense win you games. Defenses win you championships. And that 49ers defense is nothing to be scoffed at. This is true. But, I mean, if you look at the uh, the past few years in the NFL, offenses have won championships. <laughs> I mean, just look at just look at the Kansas City Chiefs, the two out of the last three years. They weren't playing defense. They weren't playing defense, you're right. Uh, but... The Bucks were against the Chiefs when they beat them. True, very true, very true. You have me there. Yeah, Adam, what do you think? Yeah, I do think I have to agree with Rain here about Trey Lance. I just don't know if he's the one that's going to be able to take them there. 
Um, I do agree with yourself on the defence. You know, it's definitely nothing to be scoffed at. But if they can stay healthy, that's another question because they always seem to be hampered with injuries throughout the season and it just ruins the entire team. Yeah. I haven't really been keeping up to date on the um, San Francisco roster. Have they made many changes at the secondary position? Because they got burnt in a lot of games last season. Yeah, they, they've had some injuries there. So they have um, Emmanuel Mosley back fit, um, who was their number one corner last year. And they're after bringing in Cardavius Ward from the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, who was one of their best corners as well. Um, so they have the, the corner position is pretty much set. Obviously, Fred Warner and... Um, Al Shahir is there in the in the uh, linebacking position, and then of course you have the likes of you know uh, Joey Bosa there, who is going to disrupt. Um, who was an outside candidate for me to be defensive player of the year? Um, sorry, did I say Joe, Joey Bosa? I meant Nick Bosa. Or is it Joey? No, Nick. It, it is. It Nick. is Nick. Nick. It is Nick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nick Bosa, who was my uh, outside choice to be a defensive player of the year. So they have got a really. Um, stacked defense and I think like I said I think that could be the thing to bring them to the big game next year but I still do think the Bills are going to win the game um, so it wouldn't matter in the end anyway but uh, that is our awards part of this uh, sh- sorry that is our awards section of this show and we are going to take a quick break when we come back we're going to have an exclusive interview about a brand new uh, how can you say it? Brand new announcement we have as part of the show. It's definitely something that you're going to want to keep an eye on. Um, and uh, when we come back after that, uh, we're going to be have Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders to chat to as well. 